five, four, three, two, one. Punkadelic Podcast is a podcast about the things that make life worth living. Movies, metal, mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Dangerous Double D. Let's get Punkadelic. You guys are very, very welcome to the show. It's our UFC 286 preview. As you already know, you clicked on it, so you're you're ahead of that one. What we're doing here tonight is we are breaking down UFC 286's co-main event. We're going to do all of the usual UFC preview show things. If you've joined us for one of those before, you'll know what's going on. If not, don't worry about it. I'm going to explain it as we get there. It's going to be a hell of a card. I mean, it's not the world's greatest card, but the top two fights are so hellaciously brilliant that uh, it's going to be one of those cards that I think gets in under the radar. Not looking like much on paper, but it's going to be supremely enjoyable. I feel like it's an early one, so everybody watch out. Watch the fuck out because it starts at 2pm here when I've already agreed to be at a market stall all day. So, you know, not great, but I will be going for lunch somewhere to make sure that I catch the main and co-main. So nice to have bars that show UFC here in Canada. Uh, what are we up to here then? Let's get on with the show. Alright, every single time I do these previews and I talk about mixed martial arts, I do this, okay, and I repeat myself, and if you're bored of it, fine, whatever, but maybe it's somebody else's first time and they don't know shit about Punkadelic Podcast. When it comes to creating in an audio medium, like repetition is the real only branding you can do. If that makes any sense to anybody, a little, little peek behind the curtain there uh, at what goes on in my head when I'm thinking about like trying to grow this podcast and etc, etc. And, and what I like to do is just do a little disclaimer. I don't know anything about mixed martial arts. I've never thrown a punch in anger. I've uh, never been in a fight well, at once, but like that's a story for the main podcast sometime. Uh, uh, been punched in the face plenty, uh, but you know, you can't call those fights. Just to say that I've been on the outside looking in at this sport since 2016 and looking very very closely i listened to a lot of very very expert opinions independent of each other and independent of the ufc and whatever else and i try to distill that into the best analysis i can i do a statistical analysis which is obviously not the best analysis um or not a complete analysis anyway there are what's the word i'm looking for qualitative analyses that need to be done um, that I'm not capable of, I don't have the knowledge of, so I've never been in a fight, um, couldn't run out of breath, love mixed martial arts as a sport, so what you're getting here tonight if you're listening to this is the perspective of just a huge fan who does his absolute best to understand the technical X's and O's, um, but again, this will not be the best preview you hear, um, go listen to other ones, you know, I'm sure there's Morning Combat, there's Dan Hardy, uh, his channel is called Full Reptile, I'm actually not certain you'll, you'll get some discussion of the fight. We're going to break down uh, Gacy Fazeev on this tonight, but you'll get some discussion of that, all of those. But as it's the co-main, you might not get as many like breakdown shows with nifty uh, touch screens and arrows, etc. So let's just finish the disclaimer. I don't know shit about mixed martial arts, all right? If you're coming here for professional analysis or like if you lay bets based on what I say here, like you're a fucking idiot, pal. And you deserve everything that's fucking coming to you. 
We've disclaimed. Everybody knows that I am talking out of my arse. And we can move on in peace. When I do these UFC preview episodes, and to be honest, it doesn't have to be strictly speaking UFC. I might do one for one's, uh, what the fuck is it called? What would you call that? They're coming to America for the first time. One Championship's American Soil debut. Eh, it still doesn't sound right, D. Um, point I was trying to make there. I have two goals in mind when I sit down to do these previews. And it's taken me days to get around to doing this one. I don't know what the mental block is here, but uh, Stephen Pressfield would call it resistance. I call it being a fucking fat, useless cunt. I can't do anything right. But maybe that's a difference of opinion. Now, I'm sitting here, we're doing it, it's going to be edited today, it means it's going to be out. You guys will have maybe just under 72 hours to consume this. So, as I say, check out other analyses, okay, this is late, it's not even going to be good. What the fuck are you doing with your life? What am I doing? Anyway, that's why I couldn't do it for two days, asking questions like that. I need to also, I'm going to say an affirmation out loud here, people, and, you know, this isn't one of those, like, spiritual or whatever affirmations this is just something i truly believe down in my very bones but i just forget sometimes i am the best podcaster in vancouver so with that said let's move the fuck on what do we got to do first here tonight i guess i got to finish what i was saying there i got two goals with these shows okay they won't always be limited to ufc that's that thought finished the two goals. The first one is to get you more excited about the card in general because um, with the amount of podcasts that I listen to, I always hear the scoop about good prelims and early prelims. And last year, I just got into just watching all the UFC cards and, you know, as much of them as possible um, because there were a lot of long, lazy Saturdays last summer. And um, I just love it. And you often see a bit of magic there. And that's where, you know, the future stars of tomorrow are all fighting right now. So, yeah, I don't see there being any harm at all in the prelims. I'm not a snob about it like that. That's not what this is here to do. So it's here to say, like, if you're going to sit and watch the whole card and you don't know fuck all squared about the prelim guys or the the early prelim guys or the early prelim girls, come on. Uh, I'll let you know if there's good storylines there. Um, I mean, if I've heard of them too, like, you know, it's um, going to be one of those things. I'll, I'll not always get it right, but I'll do my fucking damnedest. That's what I always do with these. The second goal in when I break these down is uh, to get you better informed about the fight that I'm breaking down. Tonight's the Comian event. That's my cack-handed attempts to do to copy Dan Hardy's content, but also to understand fighting, as I say, in a cack-handed way. You know, going to the data, going to the numbers. Um, maybe not the best way to do it. Some sort of qualitative assessment would be needed also. Uh, but that's that's like talking about literally the science of statistics. That is not what you guys came here for. I know that. I apologize. Right. We're cracking into it. Those are the two goals. Get you more excited about the card that's coming up right now and get you more uh, informed about the main or co-main or people's main event, whatever fight it is we're breaking down. Alrighty then. UFC 286 goes down. Second pay-per-view of the month. We're fucking spoiled. Goes down this Saturday night in the middle of London in the O2 Arena, if I'm not mistaken. Whatever. Not a stadium. Couldn't even pull a stadium out for poor Leon Edwards. But you know what it is. You know what's headlining this card. So let's do what we always do here and start from the early prelims and work our way up to the top. The court and jerker of the night. 
Women's flyweight, Juliana Miller taking on Veronica Macedo. Now, this is where these things come into play for you guys, alright? Because you're going to be like, alright, yeah, that's a fucking smoke break right there. But listen, the storyline, here's what it is. Veronica Macedo is Dan Hardy's partner. And she, I think, had a bad loss and had to take a long, a long while off. Also, maybe illness prolonged that. So she's back. She's ready to make a name for herself. She's taking on Juliana Miller. Juliana Miller's got uh, four and one. Veronica's six and four with one no contest. Uh, or maybe that's one draw. Not quite certain. Never can be certain. No, it would say NC. So that is a draw. So that's it there. Interesting stakes in the curtain jerker. Uh, flyweight. Uh, boys, didn't I tell you a couple of previews ago or maybe in my setting out the slate episode? Women's flyweight is about to go fucking bonkers this year. And what just happened, huh? Well, you know, I shouldn't gloat too much because it's just like one thing finally got called right on this podcast. And I think I definitely, definitely said Grasso's not going to be the one to do it, but it's going to happen this year. But anyway, there you go. 50% right. In the lightweight division, Jay Herbert taking on Ludovic Klein. Interesting fight, Jay Herbert, believe primarily a grappler. Ludovic Klein, don't know anything about, unfortunately, guys. Excited to see him for the fight for the first time. A 19-4 record coming into this fight. Definitely heard his name, though. Uh, Ludovic Klein, um, again in the women's flyweight division. A fight that was moved off the main card. Uh, I'm not sure we'll talk about it when we get there, but uh, Joanne Calderwood, Joanne Wood, taking on Luana Carolina, Scotland's own Joanne Wood, a kickboxer, robbed in a fight against Lauren Murphy, been on a losing skid ever since. Can she reclaim some sort of glory in front of home fans? She didn't when it was UFC Scotland. Now it's UFC London. Let's see. Come on, Joanne. We're always pulling. We want a champion in the UFC with a Scottish accent. Let's fucking go. At men's flyweight, Jake Hadley taking on Malcolm Gordon. Then a middleweight, Christian Leroy Duncan putting his 7-0 unbeaten record up against Dusko Todorovic, um, who I dare say is Eastern Europe. And then men's featherweight, England's own Lerone Murphy, hometown hero, taking on the undefeated 10-0 Gabriel Santos. Gabriel Santos not even with a picture on the UFC's website yet, so I have to assume he's a new sign and possibly debuting. Look into that. Don't be afraid to do more looking into this stuff. It also behooves me just to tell you that, sadly, Lerone Murphy was supposed to fight uh, Nathaniel Wood, the prospect at men's featherweight, after Wood made an impressive debut at bantamweight in the UFC. He's had a mixed record since. And the move up to featherweight, I think, was great for him. He's got some good wins, though. He's got knockouts. And he's got anaconda chokes. So uh, get well soon. Nathaniel Wood will be excited to have you back in there. He's a landing boy. So his post-fight speeches are, like, nailed on chalkboard. But what can you do? Kicking off our prelims, then. Uh, England's own Mohamed Mikhaev, their flyweight hope, 9-0. and uh, Undefeated, won no contest, taking on Jafel Filio. So sorry, sir. I've never seen that first name before in my life, and it tripped me up. Uh, at men's lightweight, Sam Patterson with a 10 and 1 record taking on Yanal Ashmaz. Must be a new signing because there's no photo. 6 and 0 record on the line for him. Uh, at lightweight, also two lightweights back to back. Chris Duncan, 9 and 1, up against Omar Morales, 11 and 3. A featherweight, Jack Shore, another one of the UK's great hopes, taking on Makwan Amerkani, a fighter who I believe fights out of SBG under John Kavanagh, but just can't seem to get it together. I think puts together winning streaks of two and then it all falls apart. So, uh, is dynamic the word for that? No. Mercurial. 
the mercurial Maquan Armour County there. Can he topple Jack Shore? 16-1 Jack Shore. Do I dare say undefeated in the UFC? Uh, don't know. Trying to find those things off the top of my head. Works sometimes, doesn't work others. So, we get to your main event, UFC London 286. Don't forget it starts early. In a middleweight division, Marvin Vittori taking on Roman DeLizze. Roman DeLizze had been slicing his way through the division, but has he met someone that's slice-proof? We'll fucking find out. Now, the next shake-up at women's flyweight, Jennifer Maya, former title contender, taking on undefeated Casey O'Neill. So... Dude, let's fucking see it. She's 9-0. Can't you go 10-0? I believe Casey fights primarily as a striker, but is her fighting style a brawler because she can and will grapple and clinch? Don't quote me on that, but quote me on the fact that she's a great fighter. Maya, I think, is more fundamentals and... Uh, perhaps even wrestling based if I am not mistaken. And look, let's all fucking face it. There's always a really, really good chance of that in this podcast. Wasn't Maya the one that Shevchenko just took down and wrestled? Just didn't even throw a strike against? Like, not one strike thrown, just took her down, I think, in round one, held her there, and it started round two and then submitted her. Because it was Jessica I was the head kick knockout that they show 15 times a night when she fights. Anyway, be glued to that fight. I think Casey O'Neill probably going to take that one, but that's just, that's just me. Don't bet on it. Don't, <laughs> don't do ever anything. Your featured bout of the evening, Iceland's own, fighting out of SBG, Gunnar Nelson taking on Brian Barberina in the weatherweight division. Gunnar Nelson, again, uh, mercurial might be the word. When he wins, he wins big, but he doesn't always win. And Brian Barberina, like, everybody's favourite, everybody's favourite prelim fighter now, like, so much so that he's now fighting on main cards. He comes to fucking bang every single time. This fight will be... Hmm. If Barbarina has as well, it'll be fireworks. But Gunnar Nelson is going to try and put a stop to that with uh, smothering jiu-jitsu. So, um, we could see Barbarina wearing Gunnar Nelson like a backpack for three rounds. Uh, it could be a quick knockout because, as I say, Mercurial might be the word for Gunnar Nelson too. Let's hope we get a performance out of him. Okay, at lightweight with big stakes in your co-main event of... Of the evening, Justin Gaethje taking on Raphael Fazeev. Justin Gaethje coming into this fight with a 23-4 record. Raphael Fazeev 12-1, only been beaten once in his MMA career. And that is the fight we're going to put the Punkadelic preview on tonight, folks. And then, it's the end of the trilogy. It's the return of the Jedi or the King, whatever way you prefer to look at it. Leon Edwards taking on Kamaru Usman. Rocky versus the Nigerian Nightmare. Leon Edwards rocking a record of 20 and 3. Won no contest. Kamara Usman 20 and 2. Those losses coming to Leon Edwards and someone way earlier in his career, but a huge unbeaten stretch before the Leon Edwards fight last year. So I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great fight card. I wish I could sit and watch it all. Sadly, don't think that's going to happen this time, but. Are you not entertained? Let's fucking go, London. I hope it's fucking loud in there. Alright, Punkadella Files. As previously announced, it's Justin Gaethje versus Raphael Fazeev is going to be the fight we're breaking down tonight. Let me explain what I do in these breakdowns. What we do is we go through their MMA records 
And then we look at all of the storylines and stakes moving into this fight. And those storylines like very well might be about what happens in the fight. So that can be technical. That can just be like what's happening in the division. That's always an interesting section. Then we go to their stats. We go to the UFC stats page for each of them. We have a look at uh, what their career stats tell us about their tendencies. Then we go to see if either of them have any topology awards. I'm feeling like with these guys, we're going to have a lot of striking and fan favorite awards. Then we will talk about the X factors in the fight. And I'll talk about both men's path to victory in this fight. And then that's it. And that's that. We're done. So when I sit down to do this, I don't really know. As I say, I don't know anything about mixed martial arts. But I, I usually really do um, let these previews and the numbers, like the stats particularly, inform my decision as to who's going to win um especially if i'm putting my picks up publicly on instagram but just in my head what do i think is going to actually happen you know um this is this is really it so i don't know as of right now but i'll talk myself into it we'll get around to it and uh, you're more than welcome to come with me here uh, just before we do that it behooves me to remind you that there have never been more ways to get in touch with punkadelic podcast Feel free to send the show a message at Punkadelic Podcast on Instagram. We'll take direct messages there. Anything you want to know, anything you want to suggest for the show, pop it in there. We'll get back to you. Also, uh, Punkadelic Podcast has its own subreddit or slash Punkadelic Podcast. And I'm just always sharing hilarious stuff in there. Uh, sometimes writing ready, excuse me, sometimes writing witty captions, sometimes not bothering. So like world star hip hop style stuff bad haircuts karen videos it's a good time over there you should check it out yes and please subscribe to the reddit we'd love to see the subscriptions going up over there punkadelic podcast is also on letterboxd where i've been doing reviews of films in less than 50 words sorry 50 words or less um so here's a couple of recent ones return of the jedi 1983 five stars love jedi in all its forms Case in point, tonight I watched Jedi Unchained, a fan edit making it a Tarantino mashup and adding tons of songs from his films. Love Jedi in all its forms. Case in point, tonight I watched Jedi Unchained, the fan edit making it a Tarantino mashup and adding tons of songs from his films. It was very interesting. Luke and Vader throwing down in the throne room to Santa Esmeralda was incredible. Everything Everywhere All At Once 2022, 5 stars, loved it even more on second viewing. We'll be talking about both those movies on a future episode. 1996's Barbed Wire starring Pamela Anderson. Pam Ann versus Cop Nazis. Sexy, fun, turn your brain off stuff. I fucking stand by that. Marked for Death 1990. Seagal lays down the law on a gang of rowdy Jamaicans. Master of the Flying Guillotine. Another Sunday Kung Fu movie. This is a particularly good one. The Magnificent Texan, 1967. Two stars. Fuck, I was harsh on this one. A Spaghetti Western. Not one of the great ones. Punkadelic Podcast is also on buymeacoffee.com. Go there and search Punkadelic Podcast or you'll find the link in our Instagram bio. It's more important than ever to get out there and donate to our campaign to raise funds to get a new microphone for the podcast. That originally was a second microphone so we could start to have guests, but that annoying buzzing that i just can't seem to get rid of i feel like it's a microphone issue um i've replaced the cable i've tried everything i do my damnedest to edit it out every week but it just seems to be a recurring thing so i think we're just gonna have to replace it and yeah so trying to raise some funds for that trying to do a bit of crowdfunding from the punk Adela files um and whoever else uh, i am also engaged in saving myself to get a much 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 
uh, superior computer for editing so that's that <laughs> i'm kicking in 10 times as much don't stress it people okay i'm not just i don't just it, this is not telepan handling as homer simpson would say um Punkadelic Podcast is available absolutely everywhere you get podcasts. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're on Pocket Casts, we're on CastBox, we're on Google Pods, Amazon Podcasts. As I say, everywhere you get podcasts. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, if you can subscribe to Punkadelic Podcast, if you can rate it five stars on Spotify, that would be great. If you can give us a review on apple podcast that would be top notch because we don't have any reviews yet i don't think and i swear i will read it out on the podcast here if you do even if it's bad just to say also then to wrap this all up that the best thing you can do to help me get this little show to grow which i think is what we all want for it is to just simply tell someone about it share an episode link with them don't let on you know me just be like here's a good podcast you know somebody that will identify with it so ufc episode to mma fan or movie episode to you know film nerd so you know you do those associations in your mind there and uh, what we also have now is chunkadelics which are little 10 minute sections of previous episodes so i finally started doing clips i'm doing a little bit of promo for myself this year stella's got her groove back and we're fucking whole assing it this year not half-assing it so got three up already there's going to be five in short order and there is one coming out now that's called there will be one coming out called there's one coming out now that will be called seven kids to seven baby mamas and you have got to hear this guy's fucking speech that he gave on instagram live about how he has seven kids to seven baby mamas and like he should not pay child support it is epic (laughs) access denied you'll get it once you've heard it so that's it. Thank you so much for listening to that fucking horse shit. Just, you know, you can stay punkadelic in between shows. Uh, get involved with what else the show is doing online. But for right now, we're moving into our statistical breakdown of Justin the Highlight Gatesy versus Raphael No Nickname for Zeev. Says here his nickname is Adaman. Not great. Okay, what are these men's MMA records? Justin Gaethje with a record of 23-4-0, all four losses coming in the UFC. No shame in that. Rafael Fazeev, 12-1, um, that loss coming in early in the UFC to Magomed Mustaev. Is that the guy whose name I couldn't remember for ages on one episode? I don't know. I don't want to digress into that too much. So what is the storyline of this fight? What are the stakes moving into it? Well, the problem here is, you know, it's not all fucking good, to be honest. This fight makes the lightweight title picture exceedingly complicated in a number of ways. Now, with a Justin win, we've got a man who has lost only title fights since 2018. So how could he not be in for a title fight? Well, you know, with the lost title fights, yes, but it's like he's only lost title fights. So what, like what? What are you supposed to do there? Let's see. Uh, Charles Oliver. Yes, that was for the belt. Could be. That was for the belt. Oh, Poirier and Alvarez. But this is the thing. It's Justin Gaethje 2.0. After those two losses, we move into Justin Gaethje 2.0. And when we get the knockout era, where it goes Vic Barbosa Cerrone. And, you know, Ferguson was a finish. It wasn't like a KO. It was a TKO. But um, those three finishes, his finishing era was, you know, it's like Picasso's blue period. It was fucked up. It's his signature thing. And, you know, when he just started fighting a little bit smarter, it was crazy. So he may, this may earn him a title shot. It may not. Something spectacular in this fight would probably earn either man a title shot right now. 
with Raphael when we continue to clog the queue because that would put him on a level then with Dustin Poirier who's got a win over number six Michael Chandler everyone else is booked up and then Oliver versus Dariush has to go down so then you would have Poirier and the winner of that fight and Fazeev all sort of in the same thing so then they have to fight each other possibly who does Makachev fight uh, it's hard to say what way this is all going to play out um, you know just like throw fucking chicken bones into a circle with a few dice and see what you come up with because I do not know. Uh, so that's just the point, you know, it, like there's no easy solution to lightweight right now. Where are the UFC rankings for lightweight? So champion Islam Makhtiv, number one rated Charles Oliveira, number two rated Dustin Poirier, number three seed Justin Gaethje, number four Benil Darius, number five Michael Chandler, number six Rafael Fazeev, number seven Matej Gamrod, at number eight Saryukian, um, number nine Rafael Dos Anjos, ten Jalen Tarantula Turner, eleven Dan Hooker, at twelve Demir Ismagulov, but didn't he lose his last fight retire? Is he now reinstated into the rankings at number 12? Is he that good? We need to know a lot more about Ismagulov. We'll be watching out for him, Punkadella Files. Number 13, Hanato Maikano. Number 14, Drew Dober. Number 15, Grant Dawson. So there you go. There's the landscape as it looks at lightweight right now. We are dealing with much more of the top end of things here tonight. So yeah, just exceedingly complicated right now, but we are going to have all those answers. Uh, well, we'll have... A better picture of that by the time Oliver Dariush goes down. We'll have a better picture of that on Sunday morning. Um, maybe Poirier's the loser of this fight. I, I, I'm, I'm just not certain. I, I don't know. I, I'm not the fucking UFC's matchmaker. So now, why I got into the full rankings there is because of this next point and all of this, the, the clog at the top, the queue, the depth of the division is a shark tank, yada yada. But it, it speaks to a wider narrative at lightweight. And to a degree, sort of throughout the entire UFC, if not sport. And that is that, like, this is going to be an issue this year. I'm worried about it. It's emerging and it's being mentioned and talked about more and more. The old guard clings on and won't make way for new blood. Okay, now, obviously, you, you, you understand both sides of the equation. Or the, the guys that are at the top fought fucking tooth and nail to get there. But the guys at the bottom are trying to fight tooth and nail to get up there. Older dudes don't necessarily want to fight extremely young, up-and-coming, energetic dudes. Like, who you got in here? You got your Armin Saryukian, number 8. Jalen Turner, number 10. Uh, Saryukian's coming off a win. He'll need to move. He'll need to get an opponent moving up. Jalen Turner could have an opponent going down. So, who's on a win coming up here? Drew Dober. He's on a win. He's coming up. Could we, oh, my God. Dober, Turner. No, we've already had that, I believe. Anyway, that's not the point. I'm not here to match weight, match make the entire lightweight division. I just wanted to make sure you totally understood that it's fucked up. Because at the top here, we got Oliver as being a champ. Poirier is fought for the belt three times, lost all. Gaethje fought for the belt, lost all. Dariush just can't seem to get a title shot. Like, just loves fighting. <laughs> so just won't stop. He's fighting Oliver. We'll get a little bit of clarity there at that point. Fazeev fighting Saturday night. We'll have a little bit of clarity if he's going up or down. But like Fazeev's new blood, make the point properly, Donald. Fuck's sake, come on out. Present this fucking podcast. So, Oliver being a champ before, Poirier fought for it before, Gaethje fought for it before, Chandler fought for it before, uh, Dos Anjos was a champ before. So that's so one, two, three, four, five. Five lads in there that none of them want to fight down. Then, like, we need to match them up with the fucking ten other guys in the division. 
So you see what I'm saying here. Um, there's just not enough fucking fights really for all the new blood. So as I said, I, I think I said this already. Um, you have to understand both sides of the coin. How can you not? It's a difficult situation. I do not know how it fucking plays out, but watch out for that one this year. All right, coming into this fight, Justin's got the reputation. He's a fucking wild man, a killer. When I went to the open workouts here for UFC Vancouver, I knew he was going to beat the fuck out of Donald Cowboy Cerrone because the noise when Gaethje was hitting pads, I've never heard anything fucking like it in my life. It was so fucking scary and loud. And how the fuck does Trevor Whitman stand there all day? And then Cowboy came out in a hoodie and said he was having a difficult weight cut. And I was just like, oh my good God. Now, it allowed me to get the photo with Cowboy that I share every time he's in the news with the caption, two Cowboys. But you just knew, right? He's head down, hands up, high guard, will walk through fire to land his heavy, heavy shots. Educated uppercut game, which you can't say about every fighter in the UFC. Hooks and uppercuts, likes to get behind people. Hooks and uppercuts, likes to get behind people's guards with the strike. Hellacious leg kicks, has finishes just from leg kicks from previous in the LFA. Went 17-0 and 0 to start his career. 18-0 and 0 if you include the Michael Johnson fight, which is uh, fight of the year Fight of the year that year. One of my very favourite fights of all time. Like, top three for sure. Michael Johnson versus Justin Gaethje up there with uh, Yair Rodriguez versus Korean Zombie for me. And obviously... As previously discussed, we are in Justin Gaethje 2.0 mode right now. So we had the wild man. He found his equal. Like, he literally stood in the octagon after the Michael Johnson fight and said into the microphone, it wasn't Joe Rogan, but whoever it was, he said, where is my equal? And, you know, I have loved him ever since. I mean, I loved him going into that fight because I looked up his highlights and I was just like, Christ. And that was sort of the first time I was ever like, oh, the UFC signed somebody. I'll look into them. That was the start of me becoming a full-blown MMA hipster. Also was in the Adesanya way before he signed to the UFC. Shout out. What was I saying there? Ah, I tooted my own horn and fucking lost my train of thought completely. But that's Justin's reputation. Do you guys need me to tell you more? about um Dustin Gaethje I mean since whatever 2018 he's only lost title fight is that true when was the last time he lost um not a title fight so that was poor yeah yeah so 2018 since April 2018 hasn't lost so that's what 19 20 21 22 23 that's coming on five years so we'll see what happens now Saturday night now what sort of reputation does Rafael Fazeev bring into this match well he is a an extremely, extremely slick striker. Kickboxing out the hole, as we say where I come from. Quietly putting together a very, very good record. A number of his fights have been the UFC Apex, so don't seem to have been that big a deal or made that big of highlights. But got some scary knockouts on his record. Loves the bang. Knows how to manage distance. Could be very, very important in this fight. He's been quietly putting together quite the resume. Um, I don't know if I've ever watched one of his fights live, but in sitting down to watch highlight videos and breakdowns and particularly Triple C's uh, analysis of Fazeev's talents, everything I see, I'm so impressed. And this is a hard, hard, hard fight for Justin Gaethje. So now we've discussed both men's styles. We know that we've got a brawler going up against a sniper, which... Hmm, you know, we need, we need, okay, so we need to know more, so we need to know a lot more, so let's see what the numbers can tell us about this fight. We're still breaking down the storylines for right now, but we'll get there and we'll try and sum it all up before I go. Uh, Rafael Fazeev was head coach at Bang Muay Thai or Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand, um, one of those, excuse me, and he replaced outgoing Brad Riddell 
and he then knocked Brad Riddell out in like devastating fashion. He turned that man's fucking lights off. Um, awful to see Brad Riddell go down like that. One of my favorite fighters. Um, 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 fucking dickhead. You're gonna have to edit all those out. So I don't know if that's like big drama in the Muay Thai community or whatever, but just interesting storyline moving into this. So, um, wrestling, like, we need to see what the fuck is going on here in the stats. Now, neither man use their wrestling in the UFC. Justin has an amateur wrestling record, so which is obviously more credential than the Fazeev. Who knows what the fuck they've been doing recently. Gatesy trains with Kamaru Usman. I would also argue that for the next level, after this fight, whoever they have to take on, be it uh, Oliveira, be it Makachev, be it Dariush, that wrestling will basically be required for the very next level. And if it's not wrestling, it's going to be very high-level jits. One of the grappling arts, all right? So under that umbrella, Justin has the experience but doesn't use it and, like, does not use it to the point that I'm wondering, does he actually have it? Like, or did he fucking... Like, did he do wrestling in primary school and everyone's just like... I don't know how to look into his wrestling record, so we won't be doing that on here, but maybe you guys could do that in your own time. That's a little bit of extra research. Um, so the question is, who's going to use wrestling? That is uh, almost certainly going to be Justin, but not by token of him having or wanting to use a wrestling game plan. I think that what we'll do see is uh, Justin moving into range and clinching it up. Like So Fazeev can't get away, and then that educated uppercut game will come into play. The hooks will be coming crashing in behind his guard. So Gaethje just come in with the high guard, as usual, walk through fucking fire, throw off leg kicks, um, get Fazeev's movement down, and Fazeev's going to throw them right fucking back. But Gaethje to clinch it up for sure. I, th- I just don't know about Fazeev's wrestling. We'll see when we get to the numbers here or, or and like look through his career and see how much of a factor it's been before, but I feel like not at all. That is probably too simplistic an analysis, but we'll find out, okay? Is this Justin's last shot? Uh, if he wins this, will he get another shot at the title? Will I mean, that will have to be the last one, right? Is he on the way out? You know, this style of fighting, he said it himself, it's going to catch up to him. He came to the UFC, had two knockouts, readjusted, but... This is a tough, tough fight. Like, Fazeev is very, very, very dangerous. Fazeev's a finisher. I want to check into how much of a finisher he is after round one. That is something I want to find out from the numbers here tonight. But, like, he's Justin on the way out. All of the damage that he's taken in his career, that adds up. Some days, Chin has to give out. And when a Chin like that gives out, it gives out spectacularly. So, is this the one where he gets his head caved in? Um, damage must have a cumulative effect. Like, think about it, you know. Um, does Fazeev have that? Fazeev has half the fights, but I'm sure Fazeev has a Muay Thai record if he fights out there or if he trains and like, is a team captain out there in Thailand, then I'm sure he's got Muay Thai fights on the record too. So, uh, damage cumulatively, but then Justin's 34, Fazeev's not even 30, I don't believe, or maybe he's just turned 30. So, he's got years. Uh, he's got years on Fazeev, and if he, if if it was a very intensive wrestling career that he had, as I say, we're not going to look it up. Uh, then that's miles, miles on the body as well, fucking miles on the clock. So that's a question that could get answered. Justin has been one of the best fighters to watch, the most entertaining, like just absolutely fucking brilliant. What you want in a fighter? So um, if it is, that is devastatingly sad, but. Thank you for the memories, you know what I mean? Don't fucking cry because it's over. Smile because it happened, baby. So with Fazeev, we've got an extremely educated striking game. High variance strikes. 
Did I write that? Yeah, I, it's, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But if anyone can come crashing through the fucking fire to land his punches, it's Justin. He's done it before. He'll do it again. And he's got that KO power, the one-punch KO power. It turned off James Vicks' lights. Uh, Edson Barbosa will tell you all about it. And Cerrone. I mean, I think Cerrone might have technically been a TKO, but he was dropped so hard, got back to his feet, and then... Justin was just on top of him, raining down punches and like looked at the referee being like, fucking stop this and had to hit him one more dig and then the referee was like, okay. So there's just no doubt in Justin Gaethje's toughness. Go back and look at what Poirier had to do to put him out and that was unimproved Justin Gaethje who hadn't slowed down and thought about it, who hadn't got laser eye surgery and was just in there fucking winging it. Leg kicks are going to be huge for both men. Both men love to kick. I've seen them both kick to the calves, kick to the thighs, both inside and outside. So we can see, I'm sure we'll see that. We'll see uh, Fazeev switching stances and doing it from both stances. Uh, he switches stances beautifully. It's so, so, so smooth. Um, he's very, very tidy and slick. Uh, it really is a fight of untidy versus tidy. And it's like the most pure expression of each. Gaethje's untidiness and fucking chaos. Fizzy's controlled fucking controlled chaos. He's causing chaos, but he's totally in control of it. Yeah, just that's it. You know, I think Yitchi's going to be like moving like he usually does, forward, hands up at all times. Fizzy's going to be moving all around the place. I, I wonder what sort of distance he's going to, like distance management is going to be very, very interesting. If they keep it at kicking range, it's hard to know who's got the advantage there. I've seen, well, we'll talk again, we're going to more in more detail Fazeev strikes, but Fazeev will do high kicks, body kicks, low kicks. We've seen him kick everywhere. High variant striker. Yeah, so that kicking game is going to be important because that's going to limit movement later in a fight. Expect them both to be trying to do like fucking damage to each other early there. I expect there to be plenty of head hunting for both men looking for knockouts, but Fazeev loves to rip to the body also, so expect him to get in a boxing range as as much as he wants. Gaethje will love the... Gaethje can... Get, Gaethje's kicks are hellacious at the kicking range. I don't know if Gaethje's really like a high kick thrower. Fazeev is, but Gaethje will also love the boxing range. Uh, well, he probably doesn't dominate the boxing range in this fight, but he'll have to move through the boxing range to get to the clinch range, which were dirty boxing, collar ties, neck grabs. God willing, he might even break out the wrestling at this point and get a guillotine or something. You know, and I'm not even rooting for Justin just because he's been one of my favorite fighters to watch. I just want the best man to win here and for us to know who's moving up in the division and, you know, whose fucking year it's going to be. Because I feel like Makachev showed a few chinks in the armor and showed us that he's maybe not Khabib 2.0. Uh, versus Volkanovski, so I don't rule out him getting beat this year. Don't like it's not a. I don't think that's a lock. I mean, it might be a lock, but I think there's a squeak of a possibility this year. So there you go. Distance management. Who controls it better in terms of picking where they want it at that time? Like whoever's dictating that is probably dictating the fight and therefore winning it. What we got this fight could also be talked about. Yeah, raw power and heart versus technical slickness. Yeah, like Justin Gaethje's not going to give up. It's going to be very, very hard to knock him out. He can knock you out. I think his knockout power carries over rounds too. We'll check when we get to the... We'll check up over his, his record here. Yeah, Fazeev is just super, super, super slick and tidy. It's like you got to check out some of his things. He Yeah, high variance striking, as I said. I've seen him throw double high kicks. I've seen him throw a left hook to the body and then right hook up top, finishing with left hook up top. I believe... Oh no, that's the kind of like a reverse killer combo from boxing. 
Uh, that's how he finished off Moicano. He fought Bobby Green with his hands down. As I say, he'll strike inside, outside of thighs and calves. Kick the body, punches to the body, combinations that go to the body and up top combinations to finish with head kicks a little bit Robert Whitaker like will pump the head kick twice you know really like dangerous at stance switching spinning back attacks crazy good defense too also look up the Mark Giacchese fight like how he dodges some of those high kicks is just absolutely beautiful Gatesy's got the proven KO power in this fight there's only three rounds to this Comian event, so Gas Tank is unlikely to play. Um, I don't know who it favours, to be honest. Gaethje is an animal and trains at altitude with Kamara Usman, so uh, I don't think you can fault that man's Gas Tank. It might favour him more if it was a five-round fight, because then in a war of attrition, he would probably take his pound of flesh from Fazeev. But over three rounds, that might favour Fazeev. So again, another thing for Fazeev, Gaethje just might have to gut this fucking fight out if he's going to win it. And I want to check out in the stats when we get there, does Rafael's KO power diminish over time? Um, like does he have third round finishes or are they all first round or fucking bust so there you go that is the major storylines moving in here let's have a look at the stats Dustin Gaethje average fight time 9.37 for Rafael Fazeev it's 11.53 Fazeev's got half the fights so that's quite impressive from Gaethje a lot of finishes in there for him Gaethje's 5.11 whereas Fazeev is only 5.8 both most recently weighed in at 155 pounds. There's a one inch reach advantage, 71 to 70 to Rafael Fazeev. Gaethje predominantly fights out of an orthodox stance and Fazeev fights uh, in a switch stance. He'll switch them up all the time. <sighs> now, this is where we're getting into the fucking mustard of this fight. Strikes landed per minute for Justin Gaethje, 7.46, which is fucking crazy. That's a big fucking number. Fazeev lands 4.81, which is also a big number, but just eclipsed here, unfortunately. Striking accuracy is 60% for Gaethje, only 50% for Fazeev. This is important. Absorbed per minute for Gaethje is 7.85. So more than he lands, walks through fire to fucking land what he has to, catches hell to give hell. Fazeev's the same, 4.86 to 4.81, 4.86 absorbed to 4.81 landed. Um, it's a, a small difference. Uh, the, 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 the difference is greater on Gaethje's part there, but, um, both of these men love to throw down. That's what that tells you. That tells you that this fight could be fought toe to toe, like in the middle of the octagon. Watch who steps back behind the black lines first. Watch out for that, folks. It's going to be one of these. It's going to be violent. You know that. Uh, grappling. Okay, well, let's see what separation we have here. Justin Gaethje, takedowns. Average takedowns per 15 minutes, not point not not. For Fazeev, that's not point three six. Takedown accuracy for Gaethje is not percent. Hasn't attempted any takedowns in the UFC. Okay, here we go. That's fucking wild. Accuracy for Fazeev is 40%. Uh, takedown defense for Gaethje is 75. Takedown D for Fazeev is 92. Wow, that's good. Um, submission average per 15 minutes for both men is nil. Um, but I wouldn't rule out in this fight also somebody getting dropped and then hop on for the choke because uh, we've seen that a bunch this year. And I just think that sometimes that can be... Nah, I just don't feel like either of these guys going to go for it. Probably just ground and pound actually. Talked myself out of that one, didn't I? Their most recent fights. Gaethje's last five. Lost to Oliveira. Beat Chandler. Lost to Khabib. Beat Ferguson and beat Cerrone. Fazeev beat Dos Anjos. Beat Riddell. Beat Bobby Green. Beat Hanato Moicano. And beat Mark Giacchese. That's a hell of a run right there. But really the only losses in Justin Gaethje's are title fights. So there's not really any shame in that. Okay, what topology awards does Justin Gaethje have? I bet he's got a ton. Number seven, current best lightweight fighter. 
number 8 MMA Fighter of the Year 2019, number 13 MMA Fighter of the Year 2020, number 16 MMA Fighter of the Year 2017, number 25 Best Current Pound for Pound MMA Fighter, that's a hell of a stat, number 29 Ranked Greatest MMA Striker of All Time, that's killer, uh, number 46, top fan favorite MMA fighter. Yep, I knew he'd be top 50. Uh, number 94, ranked in the greatest MMA fighters of all time. Wow, okay. No losses before the UFC. Two losses by knockout when he gets in there. Alvarez and Poirier, no shame in it. And then lost to Choke both times to Khabib and Charles. So, susceptible to Chokes, but can also be finished. Just hasn't been finished since becoming Justin Yates 2.0. So, I wouldn't put too much... Uh, stock in that one if I was for the I'm sure Vazeev is going to be trying to finish him but dude it's exciting like you know like we haven't really found the X Factor yet let's see what it is so for Vazeev Vazeev's got three topology awards he's a number five ranked current best lightweight MMA fighter the number 36 ranked current best MMA fighter pound for pound and the number 77th ranked greatest MMA striker of all time so there you go some recognition for him in the striking terms there also his loss to Magomed Mustaev was by spinning back kick and punches at 126 of round one so oh it's got a Muay Thai loss on his record here also that's strange I just didn't never expected to see the Muay Thai record like it's one Muay Thai fight in a list of MMA records so yeah what the hell do we know about that fight it doesn't really tell us a whole pile does it? Okay, so there we go. That's what Topology has to tell us about those, man. So, like, what are the X factors in this fight? Well, Justin's got KO power. That's for damn sure. Make no mistake. Ask James Vick. Justin's got the heart. I mean, look at those fights. Johnson, Poirier. What else was blood and guts? Look at what he did to Tony Ferguson. Are you kidding me, dude? He's got wrestling. We know he's got some sort of wrestling. Will he use it? That could be an X factor. Fazeev throws straight shots. Uh, Justin doesn't really do a lot of straight punching, so Fazeev could conceivably use those to better manage distance. Fazeev also has, I would argue, better footwork and overall movement. Like, he's more mobile during a fight, so... And his defensive movement's going to be very important. Those, like, matrix moves and getting the hell out of the way of things, that's one of his signatures too, so that'll be good. Uh, I just don't know what to say for this fight. So, paths to victory for each man... Justin has to survive rounds one and two or get a knockout or TKO. Like, I think he's going to want to weather the storm early and just build up damage off his eve. Maybe try to get fucking cut stoppage. Like, this fight could be doctor stoppage, that's for sure. Raphael is such an advanced level striker. I feel like he is able to lay traps and exploit openings. So maybe he has... Um, done an extensive tape study and notices a tendency that he's going to try and exploit with a head kick. Like, I've seen him throw double head kicks, as I said before, and yet kicking both sides with both legs, spinning back. I've seen him throw a kick with, like, his lead leg and then, you know, throw it immediately into a spinning back kick with the opposite leg. Maybe that doesn't make sense, but something like that, something quite like that. So I believe he's smart enough to do that. And then in the chaos of a scramble, someone could get dropped or rocked and it could be a TKO from ground and pound or there could be a neck or a limb grabbed onto. So that's it, folks. That's what I think is going to go down. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate you coming along for the ride with the show. Going to have more great episodes coming up soon. Don't forget to share the podcast, like the Instagram, subscribe to the Reddit, all that good shit. You know how it is. But until I get talking to you next time on the next MMA episode, because I'm assuming only the MMA fans are still listening at this point. Um, 
you know, enjoy the fucking fights, guys. This is going to be killer. I hope Leon does the fucking business and jumps up those pound-for-pound rankings. How exciting is the pound-for-pound ranking thing this year? Every podcast is talking about it, um, except this one, except fucking this one. Someday I'll have a conversation about it on here, uh, but that day is not this day. So until next time, that's it, and that's that. Stay black, Punkadella Files. Peace, love, Punkadelic.